Welcome to Album of the Year, the only podcast that has the science and the screaming to unequivocally figure out what the best album is of 2020. Part two. I'm your host, Mike Gravano, and if you're confused why I said part two, go listen to part one. It's probably in your feed. What if they're just confused about the way you said part two, like the weird intonation you had? Would you, would you rather part two? I don't know. It's like, this is your album of the year, part two. But you're album, like, album of the year, part two. Part two. Part two. Part two. <laughs> part two. A part two to you. A part two to all our <laughs> listeners. That voice you're hearing is Greg, and as I introduce all of the panelists tonight, I'm going to want them to tell me what they are most beefed up about from part one. Greg, what's beefing you today? Okay, the thing that's really beefing my buns is uh, <laughs> the matchup between Dua Lipa and Rina Sawayama. That was I had already circled that as like the matchup that was giving me trouble, and I really wanted it to be Rina Sawayama, and I felt like I had it. I felt like I had pushed the debate to that point. And then so Dua, Lipa, so too. Dua, Dua Lipa came in at the last second and snatched it away, breaking my heart forever. <sighs> Cassie, what's breaking your heart forever? Or as Greg says, beef in your buns. <laughs> you know, well, it's beef in my buns. Actually, this bracket's going very well for me. This is the first time in my life I'm like content and loving what's happening right now. This is Ever? how I would have picked this. <laughs> Ever in my life, Ever I'm going <laughs> to relish this moment right now. Cassie's the secret saddest friend we have. It's not evident with how she talks, but every once in a while she'll give you a little window. What's beefing your buns? What's beefing your buns should be like the thing that happens at the end of every show once. But Mike, you're the only person who would start off with six of these right up front. Six episodes of what's beefing your buns right away. Well, at the end, we're going to say what's even beefier, your buns. But Ryan, what's what's beefing your buns? Uh, Mike, you know what it is, and that it's Cassie can't come up with something that's beefing her buns, and that's beefing my buns. (laughs) No, she beefed her buns. Okay. Your pants, right? (laughs) Well, then, to that I would say Bob Dylan lost. Yeah. But is anybody surprised? Can anybody be surprised? I fought Uh, so hard. I'm not saying the vote was obvious and right. I'm just saying any listener of the U-20s and movie of the year pairing goes, oh, fuck. I also, Mike, if I can remember correctly, in the beginning of the last episode, I said that Swalt, this is my hot take, Swalt will lose twice in the first round. And Swalt uh, won twice in the first round. You forgot about the massive amount of white guilt from 2020. (laughs) And I believe our friend Bill Burr has something to say about that. Drop that in later, producer Dave. Uh, uh, books, what's beef in your buns? So I actually, this bracket did turn out how I voted and what I wanted, but I am still Ugh. very upset about Waxahachi and Barty Strange. You voted against her, didn't you? I did, but here's my problem. <laughs> I listened to Waxahachi for weeks. I pushed off Barty Strange for so long. And there's part of me that wonders if I'm hyping it so much because it's the newest thing or do I really love it that much? And I voted with my gut and I went uh, with it. But I, I might have I a little bit of voting regret. I can see your eye the whole end of the, yeah, for the last week. You've just been sitting on it. Yep. And you, you fucked up, books. I did. Caitlin, I fucked up. What's beefing uh, your buns? 
the beef in my buns. You're uh, the only would... person I know on the show who would put beef in her buns and then eat it and say, that's a dinner. That's, <laughs> that's beef in my buns. That's a pulled pork sandwich or a hot dog. Of course I'm going <laughs> to fucking eat that. You just yes. described a hamburger. No, <laughs> I've been putting raw meat between meal. her butt cheeks. I Gross. thought that was obvious. <laughs> okay. Mike, All these right. are guests on our podcast. She's a food criminal. <laughs> that's true. That is true. <laughs> This stands. <laughs> now I, oh, wow, man. I'm just imagining weird meats in my butt, and I don't want that. <laughs> Thank you, Mike, for bringing Make sure here. we clip that sound. Make sure we get that yeah. New drop. Uh, what is uh, beef in my buns is going to be <laughs> the fact that Rina Sawayama is not in our bracket still. Uh, I'm really happy that Dua Lipa is here, um, but I wanted Rina to be here, too. I wanted to have all of my best friends all in this bracket still, but um, I had to say goodbye to one of them, and it was really hard. I felt like Tyra Banks saying goodbye to her favorite contestant. <laughs> Rina should be in the arena. It should be arena, arena. Rina in the Rina arena. arena. I guess what's beefing my buns in a positive way is that my... Wait, hold on, hold on. All right, hold on. Hey, Mike, what's beefing your buns? <laughs> in a positive way. In a positive way. It's uh, Barty Strange Live Forever was my pick, and it made it way further than I thought it could. Yeah, that, that was crazy. the second round. It's unprecedented in pop filter history that one of the host's mm-hmm. picks actually makes it forward. Uh, and it just means I'm smarter and better than all of you. <laughs> Let's take a quick break and then dive right in to round two, battle one. Round two, battle one. And if you're Mike, and I know I am, this one hurts. <laughs> it's Fiona Apple's Fetch the Bolt Cutters. I don't want to repeat anything any of us said last show, so I will just say just one of the best pop stars who's ever lived. I'll resent you for being raised right. Remember when we just heard that this album was going to come out? Yeah. Like, just hearing that it was going to come out, everyone was like, man, Eight good years. Stuff Eight years. Do you know what was scary to the lady? You remember the first two days after this came out where just everybody's Twitter just said, fetch the bolt cutters, and you're like, yeah. what is happening? I haven't listened yet, so I'm horrified. Versus your number nine seed and my pick, Barty Strange, the song boomer is much better than the generation boomer. <laughs> Thanks for the thumbs up, Brian. I love this album. Yes. Very exciting. Very cool. This is an album I loved. Feels like the end of the line for it. Yeah, get the <laughs> fuck out of here, bruh. <laughs> All right, I... cheers. I disagree. I think Fiona Apple is an album that I listened to. It was okay, but uh, oh, I okay. will not be listening to okay. it again. Um, that I've listened to it for the last time when you just played it, and um, I will be listening to Barty Strange for the rest of my life and probably for the next three weeks on repeat. Oh, my goodness. Which is the rest of your life. Caitlin, yeah, we're your friends. <laughs> And we love you, so we're going to let you know you should not say that stuff in mixed company. Don't yeah. say festivals, just okay. Not out loud, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep that to yourself. Um, All right. You're showing your whole ass. Does anybody else from the <laughs> 20s or has come collect your friend or defender? It's, it's very filled with meat. <laughs> My instinct is I feel like I do need to jump in because, like, it's so hard. When you Barty Strange comes on, like, I get way more excited, but it is... I don't think it can compare as an album to Fiona Apple oh, because 
<laughs> this is it's so scary a- right now. <laughs> but I mean, oh God, I I thank you, Mike, for bringing Barty Strange into our life. Honestly, love this dude. Yeah, I would agree with that. Thank you, Mike. Who Where told did you even hear of this guy? Who told you about Barty Strange? The the internet. Oh, be, be, because oh. when I went on my don't read the news deep dive into mm. music, because uh, uh, Ryan okay. just went like, wouldn't it be fun if we just like wrote down the albums we listened to? I went, yes. My nose started bleeding. I listened to every new album I could. <laughs> Eventually, uh, yeah, I was just like reading mini reviews of like, check this out next week. And I was like, that sounds fucking crazy. Because it started, I was like, do you like the national and hip hop? And I went, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say that Barty Strange through Mike's like uh bracket made it uh, like uh over 40 other albums that he liked equally you know like yeah. party strange had a lot of competition because mike listened to 120 albums and i when i listened to it i believed it you know like this no yeah this is it you know it, it's it, like this should it be felt the like album high school when you find a new band and you're like yeah. oh my god i love it like my wife and it, it's his first stop. album <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's not even yeah. like i i should have been listening to this for a decade it's like this was his first album and it very much sounds like that because it, yeah. it very much sounds like somebody who just got off work or like <laughs> called in high to work and then <laughs> decided to instead like make a track. And that sort of like get, adds a whole layer of authenticity to it. Mm-hmm. That I would say is a little hard for Fiona Apple to match just because there is something inauthentic about being a pop star for 20 years, you know, even though she seems to be a very authentic one. Mm-hmm. Like, Having this new guy singing about more sort of down to earth problems is exciting, right? But it, it's it's so he has that vitality. He has that Kyle Kinane ness. When Kinane's <laughs> yeah. first two albums, still he was still working in the office, so it was just like <laughs> I'm very connected to real people. Like I'm I'm a dirty grungy person, yeah. like you are. But yeah, just like I'm a, I'm a lumberjack. I cut down yeah. trees, but I write in a <laughs> journal. Do you want to read my journal? Uh, yeah, yes. Let's see what the journal says. I just met you at this bar, but sure. Uh, But yeah, so like, I I think she blends that, like the 20 years of artistry really is there. And like, there's some people in her, like Bono doesn't sound like he's still connected to the people in the way Apple does. Fuck you. Because yeah, how many, how many, how many artists can have uh, the biggest company in the world, like demand that you own their album? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I i do want to say though yeah like i'm so glad to have barty strange on the bracket like nice job mike uh maybe he's not gone but i'm gonna say goodbye to him now and let's listen to a little bit yeah see he can do tune down too he can do it all yeah i don't think there's anything it it's not just each song switches from song to song it switches middle of the song too yeah which is brilliant the way he sings this line is very much like a Charlie XCX song. Like has the same vocal melody, same beat. And Mike, what do you want? What do you want more than uh, when his next al- his second album is has a release date? All six of us are going to text each other. Yeah, isn't that the dream? You know, isn't that the dream? And I demand thank yous every time you listen to it. Okay, yeah. so no, you already got a lot of Fuck thank you. Yous, yeah, man. I think I, know, I think we're done time. after today. Yeah, <laughs> I know a whole today, bunch honestly, of on air thank yous. I know it's more than I expected. <laughs> Caitlin, I think you were going to say something. No, I can't remember what it is anymore. Okay, but no I do. I, yeah. Oh, oh, it, it's uh, the Barty Strange. It like um, books was saying. It kind of it encompasses so many other genres. I think he has a song in there that even talks about genres and how you shouldn't be confined by that. And yeah. I fucking love it. 
so much and there's just so much in here and you ride this wave with him and then a fiona apple has a dog barking and it's like that's wild it's several dogs. i think several dogs <laughs> I think there's so many artists that like talk about blending genres or choosing one genre over the other. And the idea is that like they choose genres because it's popular or what's cool or what's great. And he talks about choosing genres because race confines you into certain styles. Mm-hmm. It expects something mm-hmm. out of you. And that's important to talk about. I do think that's. Yeah, I think he's he's the first artist I've heard who went, oh, you wouldn't really exist without Childish Gambino. Because Donald Glover mm-hmm. has dealt with and talked about this kind of stuff for so long, and you can see this like lineage then from Gambino to exactly. Barty Strange, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. All right, it's time to vote, and because I like the drama, Caitlin, where's your vote going? Barty Strange, Ryan, Fiona fucking Apple. Mike is <laughs> is Caitlin gonna make it so that Fiona Apple doesn't win this whole thing? I'm gonna That's, freak the fuck out. What we don't know is Fiona Apple's her stepmom and she fucking hates her. Oh my god. <laughs> Books, where are we going? Oh, it's definitely Fiona Apple. Okay, okay, Cassie. Yeah, it's Fiona Apple. Uh, Greg for posterity. Fiona Apple. My vote is also Fiona. Barty, we're all proud of you for getting this far. Thanks Gee. for making your team. Frankly, we love you. Mm-hmm. So much. Frankly, my dear, we love you. We're going to take a quick break and then hop into the next battle. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening so far. And let me just tell you that everything ahead of this commercial is much better than what came before it. That's my guarantee. While I have you here, let me tell you about a website. It's called yourpopfilter.com. And it's everything you need that's related to Pop Filter. Everything Mike, everything Ryan, everything Greg, everything Cassie. Everything is there at yourpotfilter.com. While you're there, go to yourpotfilter.com slash Amazon. Make that your new Amazon bookmark and do your shopping from there. That way, we get a little piece of the action and Amazon doesn't. Make sure you're also listening to everything that Pop Filter has to offer, which includes the Superhero Show Show, a podcast that covers every single TV show that's based on a comic book or comic book property, and Movie of the Year where we sit down and try and figure out what is the single greatest movie of any given year. That's Superhero Show Show. That's Movie of the Year. And that's YourPopFilter.com. Rate, subscribe, review. Bye! Your number four seed, Run the Jewels, RTJ4, is a Your Pop Filter perennial favorite since we first heard of them and introduced them to the world. <laughs> You're welcome. Man, you better thug out. Get the bag and the bug out. Uh. Try to run home, you might run your luck out. I've been listening to a lot of Rage Against the Machine lately because I have a 90s workout mix. And I gotta tell you, the best Zach Taylor Rocha line is the one from this song. It, it captures all of his anger perfectly. And they are going up against your number five seed, Dua Lipa. Also owning all of our workout playlists this For year. sure. Yeah, this kind of comes from the workout part of the bracket. <laughs> but it's like, what energy do you take to the workout? Yeah. Anger or disco? Yep. Disco's an energy. Cassie, yeah. talk to me. 
So this this might be my hardest one because these are the two albums that like I knew when they were coming out and was incredibly excited for both the drops. Like I was listening to these like without having to for the bracket, you know, because I just automatically followed these, <laughs> you know, these two very popular artists that everybody knows. I was watching. But like, <laughs> Cassie, isn't that sort of a big deal? Like instead of like, oh, I'll just listen to this music at the end of the year, knowing when their album is coming out. That means yeah. that you like that yeah. artist, you know, like yeah. I know that we're a week away from a new blank album. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they it's just cuz they both bring they both are so good at what they do. It's completely different levels 100%. But it's it's insane to watch them both run like do their things and run their things. Run their things. Run the things fast. Run run the things fast. <laughs> One is a great duo, the other a great duo. Continue. Oh, <laughs> He's on all of our shoulders as we dance around the room. It's hard to put them against each other, though, because, I mean, Run the Jewels is so important for this year, as long with a lot of these. But there's there's something about a good Riot anthem that is needed for 2020 over a <laughs> solid workout album. Which it's, I- such a good, it's such a good point, because Dua Lipa is perfect all the way through, mm-hmm. and Run the, Run the Jewels is like the timeliness that we need. But it's so obviously overly timely at points yeah. that you just have to roll your eyes and sort of want to listen to Dua Lipa instead. But that's what <laughs> the, the crazy thing is that how it's accidentally timely mm-hmm. because yeah. the song yeah. where he goes and I can't breathe uh, came out before the murder. Yeah. Like, it's I know. But there's the song where he like every line he's like, get it? Yeah. Did you get no, it? The one you were like, yeah, we got it. Run the jewels. We get but, your fucking. <laughs> I think they have to be that ham fisted because yeah. all this stuff is also it's... referencing since like since Ferguson happened in 2014. They don't want to make these songs anymore. Mm-hmm. We talked yeah. about last episode. It's insane. The fact that that line was written. I can't breathe for Eric Garner. And this came out like right then. The fact that it's still as poignant and could line up with the news perfectly is devastating. And like why they're still freaking doing this. Those moments where it's get it, get it. At first, I wanted to be irritated because, like, yeah, I fucking do. But then I was like, no, no, we don't. We collected yeah. yeah. people, we don't. So yeah, we do need to keep doing this. Um, for doing it's more though. akin to uh, the uh, the David Lynch. What's his name? Uh, American. Oh, uh, Talking Heads. American Utopia. T- American Utopia of say their Denver. name, say their name. That's what the get it is. Yeah. It's not like, do you get it? Like, do you understand? But like, no, I need this to be implanted into your brain. Right. Because yeah. Josh Hawley and Marjorie Green Taylor are still in power. Get it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so did you not get it? Yeah, this is one uh, where you have like such a strong album, but it in Dua Lipa's, but it just meets competition that I feel, I feel like almost swipes it away. You know, it, it's, as you said, so much more timely um, and just seems so much more important and that it's hard not to give that credit. Like you can either listen to one to escape the world or listen to the other to try to understand it. And it's hard to, but I, I do think there's a world where Dua Lipa is such an incredible pop album. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That it could over, oversee like, uh, run the jewel. I think this is, I think and run- I think this is another case of, this is going to be the second time where probably it's the best album of the losing side and the worst album of the winning side. But that's how right. good, run the jewels is that even their weakest album is like better than almost anything anyone else can put out mike i defer to greg that's what i think (laughs) (laughs) i do think that that, uh dua lipa is still doing something like 
going forward with like a, a different movement in a way with the song boys will be boys i mean she yeah. has that in there mm-hmm. and it's poppy it's catchy you want to keep listening to it and people will hear that um so i, I don't think that Dulipa is like it's like right. lesser that's a good while, point. While being melodically fun, and what's mm-hmm. awesome about that song is that the breakdown, where so there's music, and then she stops, and it's just the choir of everybody mm-hmm. going, "Boys mm-hmm. will be boys will be like, ah, oh, it's fucking awesome, man." <laughs> Dua Lipa is what every pop album should be, and very few achieve. I agree with that. Like, I wanted to move on because this is the perfect pop album, and we. We here on these brackets, we do not, uh, we're not like racist to, to pop albums, you know? Like, Taylor Swift is here, like, we like the pop albums, but it's Run the Jewels. We're racist, but just not to pop albums. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ryan's vote is in. Bucks, where are you going? It's Run the Jewels, but damn, I love this song. Caitlin. I'm going for Dua Lipa. Greg. Run the Jewels, run the Jewels, run the Jewels. Cassie. Run the Jewels. Ah, shit. Run the jewels. RTJ4 moves on. Not surprising anybody. It'll be interesting to see how often, well, this album talks about (laughs) timely things, (laughs) pushes that album forward, because eventually those albums will have to go against each other. (laughs) Are you all ready? Yeah, let's do it. Your next battle. It is number two seed, Phoebe Bridger's Punisher. Some have described it as the Twilight album, meaning nothing to anybody. (laughs) Others say sad girl Taylor Swift. You know her as the skeleton-costumed alt-country singer-songwriter. Has anybody listened to her before this album? This this is one of those names I'd never... I've heard a lot and Mm. only listened to now. That's same here. Same exact thing. Same name. I only yeah. I follow her on Twitter because she is a Twilight fan and she said she said dare me to make a Twilight album and so like I like her for that reason um, and that is did why you, I do reference her as the Twilight album. Did you dare her to? I fucking did. I did on Twitter and so did all my friends that are in the Twitter the Twilight community. Is he Team Jacob? Okay. Um, does she kill? Team Edward. Does she kill a skinhead in this song and then the rest of the song doesn't really engage with that? The first line <laughs> in the song is like. Uh, right after that skinhead went missing i planted a garden and then the rest of the song is all very nice and everything but look nobody should murder but if you kill a skinhead move on with your life it doesn't matter it the point kind of seemed to be like if you kill a bad enough person you really just yes. can move on with your life mm-hmm. is this garden song then yeah song this is? yeah the, uh, trying to get better at song titles <laughs> which in this song when you get the difference between her stunning voice with that deep uh uh, like male voice oh god in. yeah beautiful and it's up against your number 10 seed salts untitled parentheses rise close parentheses the first of two albums by salt to be on our bracket but the second album of salt to come out in 2020 they are a mystery duo as we've talked about in the past from the uk that's about all i know about salt <laughs> I can't believe it's a duo because it really does sound like so many different people. So I wonder what duo even means in this context. Like they right. they arrange all of the music because even yeah, the percussion sounds like eighteen sounds different like an army. Yeah, <laughs> and like one of the songs I think it's on on Rise is uh, from last year's bracket. Michael uh, is it Michael Kiwia? Oh, Kiwanuka. Kiwanuka. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, I love Michael Kiwanuka. I know, so good. No album this year, this, though. Mike, come on, man. 
<laughs> Every year we need a new one. This song is an all-timer. Like, you know, like how they have those like compilations where... Uh-huh. Uh, now, I that's like what I call salt. Sort of, yeah, but like less insulting. Like, this song could come up in any era, yeah. and everybody in that era would be like, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got this. Well, that's We talked a lot about blending genres in the last episode. They do it so well, and it's they, they almost hide it by having like not just an army of percussionists, but an army of singers. Yeah. So the fact that they're in straight 70s funk gets hidden because five people are singing it at the same time. The thread seems to be the only, the like the unifying thread seems to be anything that you could characterize as like black music gets folded into the umbrella, and because of the way music works, that's really most of it. Like, there's a lot yeah. of songs about the like, the originality of of like black people versus like the sort of weird copying that like takes place in the white community, and you see it like with for sure like yeah African American vernacular on Twitter or music is like its own example for all time, right? But this, this album also has the attitude of like, okay, fine, cool, black music. I will make the most eclectic album you have ever heard and only use black music. Yeah. You know? And it is. It's like, wow. And that they, like They're so good at what they do that when they have the song, You Know It Ain't, which is like more of a spoken word track mm. than uh, that it's not eye rolling like in a lesser artist's hands when it's just... Stru- it's the the six of us in this digital room. It's uh, a, an arrow at our hearts. Yeah. It's a saying, you care, you say you care about black people's issues. You know you don't. Like, and just over and over and over. And saying, you say it and you sort of do it, but how much do you actually devote to it? And I think, yeah. based on the rest of the album and and uh, everything they're doing, if, if they were less talented, that would be so grating. But instead, you're like, oh, fuck. Sorry, Salt. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do yeah, so good because they're pr- yeah, bringing man. the same points as like Run the Jewels. But it's more of a soothing, like they're telling the black pain from a story that's like relatable and it brings, it's two different sides of it. There's the anger side and the side that's still angry, but like we get it and you guys are fucking up. Yeah, it's, it all seems to come from such an obviously true place that it's very hard to feel anything other than just like, right, right, right. Yeah, got you. Got you. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. I hear you there. I hear you there for sure. <laughs> and, and I think that it's all in conversation with... Uh... Uh, black the the Beyonce Disney Plus movie and the Amazon movie Time of like this is always how it's been mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if you if you just thought like this is how it was right now it's like this has always been the case right. and, you know mixing that like pain from the past pain from the present uh you know like power for the future I think that like that's they're all doing these things sorry Caitlin go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I was going to agree with you when you said earlier that um, Rise is the stronger of the two Salt albums that's on here. And I think uh, going back to Phoebe Bridgers, her album, I think it's beautifully beautiful. Like it sounds really good, but just like how I couldn't handle with Bob Dylan, his musing, the Phoebe Bridgers musing, it kind of puts me off as well. Like I know it kind of it tells the story still, but I, I think it's better if you tune it out. So I think that's why salt, the rise, it like, it really brings you in and keeps you there. Whereas Phoebe Bridgers background, beautiful music. All right. If we're going to get into this, then, Dude. then I think that salt, salt's album is, does feel like a collective. Like it feels like a bunch of people coming together to do one thing. Whereas Phoebe Bridgers is one single artist cutting her everything open and pouring it onto the, onto the vinyl. Uh, I think that's way it, it's way more powerful to me than 
a collective. Is it? Is it? So one person's cutting is different than a collective's cutting. Is the uh, anonymity part of that? I don't. I I want to say no, and yet I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know how to handle that, but I'm glad you had an answer. <laughs> Well, you know, these things do, like, they are grounded by a personality, right? So when there's no personality to ground it in, you know, that can cause there to be, like, maybe a little bit harder to to connect to it. I think it is their intention, obviously, but it can still kind of make it difficult. I, yeah, if... I just, I feel like that uh, Phoebe Bridgers is taking the torch from, like, uh, Rilo Kylie or Jenny Lewis, whereas Salt sort of feels like they're taking the torch from Banksy. You know, and that that makes me like the fact that we don't know who it is or why that it is or where it is. I don't know. It does sort of like I do. I do want to mo- know more about them. And I know that Phoebe Bridgers has gone through some shit and Waxahachie is gone. And I want Phoebe Bridgers to move on. I, I get what you're saying, but I, I think we know the why of salt. We don't know the who, but I don't think the why is hidden at all here. Like, what has got these folks so riled up? <laughs> all right. Yes. All right. Voting time. You don't have to vote home, but you can't vote here. <laughs> but in fact, I do need you to vote. Yeah, right you need here. both of those yeah, things. Those actually, <laughs> vote right now, uh, Cassie. What do you got? Um, I the only way I can move on from this is I think we do have two salt albums, and I think the other one is the stronger one from them. So I'm gonna go Phoebe Bridges. Bucks. Oh, I can feel the vote splitting on these. Fuck. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I personally, I do think Salt Rise album is better. I felt like mm-hmm. this one moved connected better just uh it was a really good album to me however with that said i still think phoebe bridgers is a stronger album and there's just something so broken and beautiful about that album that makes it move forward gregory mike i know what i want to complain about from the first segment i changed my mind um (laughs) i uh, honestly i love this phoebe bridgers album but i feel like i missed the hype just a little bit i was really in the groove with this this salt album this was of the two salt albums this was the one for me i loved it i loved the drumline feel of the percussion i loved all the different voices salt rise for me caitlin we didn't even get to talk about the drum like the awesome drums in the beginning of salt it's got to be salt for me it's very good and there's using those good drums really gets me really really gets me it sounds like a legit drum line like it, it in did. a lot of the parts and it gets you so fired up <laughs> drum lines rule yeah the best kind of music the best kind of people <laughs> <laughs> ryan did i already ask you i don't remember there's a lot of i don't here. think so is it done is the math over no it's tied mm. it's two to two right now okay well it's absolutely this was my favorite Salt album of the two, but it's definitely my Phoebe Bridgers album of the 16. It's Phoebe Bridgers. There will be no need for me to VP because I also say it's Phoebe Bree. <laughs> Phoebe Bridgers' Punisher <laughs> moves on. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, more battles. Hola, Felterinos. I just wanted to interrupt real briefly and say thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. If you want to support us a little more directly, you can go to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. There, depending on what tier you pick, $1 a month, $5 a month. If you're crazy, anything more than $5 a month, don't do that. You can get extra content. There's extra shows, extra series, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, You could pay for ryan to draw you a picture Uh, i can write you a poem you can get the shirts off our very own backs all of that and so much more over 
at patreon.com slash your pop filter. While you're on the internet, you should check out Shady Monk. He does all the tunes you've been listening to. He's on Bandcamp, he's on Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, wherever kids get their music these days that I'm too old to know. Shady Monk lives there. Uh, you can probably follow him on Twitter and Instagram as well. That's Shady Monk. Wherever you get music, check him out. Your final battle of round two is your number three seed, Taylor Swift's Folklore. An artist who had two albums, but only one made the bracket. <laughs> Might have been a good strategy on her part. Who knows if anybody's mad about that? Probably get into it in a bit. Or right now, anybody mad that Evermore's not on this bracket? Uh, a bit, a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I fucking love Evermore, and it's a great album. And it was a lesser album, though, right? Do you think it and Folklore should have made it, or Evermore instead of Folklore? I think both. I actually liked Evermore more than Folklore, but I think I'm the minority. Too bad. This is time to get you number six seed. Salt. Parentheses. Black is. Untitled. Close parentheses. Put that in the right order. The artist that also released two albums this year, but both of them made it. You know what? The Mountain Goats put out two albums this year, but none of them made it, and that's okay because they're the, some of the worst Mountain Goats. You know what? I wish they had put out a third album so we could have put that in the bracket. <laughs> also... Uh, Mike and Ryan rap Motown part one and part two were both released yeah. this year and neither <laughs> and one of them made the bracket. Yeah. We sent those to your guys' house directly and none of you reviewed it or even said thank you. Yeah. You have to Could've stop. Sa- Could have said something. You have to stop putting the line hip hop a hippity hop in every <laughs> single song. <laughs> That's where we're respecting Fuck you, the Greg. history of the genre. <laughs> Mike, from now on every song starts with hip, a hop, a fuck you, Greg, a hippity hop. Oh. That's very Not rude. Mike, Watch the Meg. And a lot of my songs are going to be talking about how you shouldn't watch The Meg because it seems like it'll be a big, fun, dumb movie, and it's it's not as fun as it should be. <laughs> it's one of the take- last movies I remember seeing in theaters. <laughs> oh, God damn it, The Meg. It's such a sad one to see in theaters. <laughs> the well, that it is. I wouldn't want to watch it not in theaters. Okay, so Folklore versus Black is, and I'm 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 so excited because it does feel a split in half. Half of us feel like Rise was Salt's better album this year, and half feels like Black is fight. I think I'm gonna do like the Iowa caucus thing, and now that my candidate from the Salt party is not gonna make it, I am moving over, and I'm gonna go caucus with Salt Black is Salt <laughs> oh, Black. Shit. Is. Oh wow, that is not what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> salt. Black is is the salt album that was the best salt album of 2020. More expo- experimental, more out there, more fun. Black is. Yeah, this is the one that I said earlier was more experimental. Should be in a museum. Should have video attached to it. Otherwise, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Whereas Taylor Swift never needs video to go with her lyrics. She I will love- tell you what she is thinking at every point. I'm glad you you expand upon that round because when you said that before, I didn't get it, and now I fully understand that it's like. Part of a full art piece versus mm-hmm. a standalone mm-hmm. thing is what you're saying with Black Is. Yes. Got it. No, I'm Wait, not, are, I know. I'm not mocking you. I, yeah. I, are you I, you I fucking making fun of me right now? Because I'll I'm fucking... Uh, I'll punch but, you in the goddamn jaw, Mike. T-Swift, <laughs> at the same time, it, you, you don't need uh, a video. I think it's complex and, and more layered than so many of her past albums. Like, th- this is... Oh, shit. This girl is yet a woman, and she can make really good songs. Not yet a girl. Yeah, I have to ask something yeah, that is, Benjamin Button is gonna 
want to make everybody shout at me and then I'll just have to accept it. Is there something kind of cold and antiseptic to this to this album? <laughs> you son of a bitch. No, I, I think it's I, only is it books. No, no, go for it. Go for it. I, I think in, in her past albums, she's so there and so raw, mm-hmm. often for ill, that I could see this. I, I do think she's stepping back, and she's not like, well, my first draft was what I was feeling. It feels like she did a few drafts on these songs lyrically, mm-hmm. and she tried to be a storyteller. And I, I do, I, I love this group of folks, because nobody here has done it, but so many people are like, well, she worked with The National and Bon Iver. And that helped, but I put so much of this on her, because she's finally at the complexity of a musician to be like, I want to work with these people. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I do think she has a lot of control of her career and I don't like the people who have been putting uh, too much of the credit into my favorite bands. I guess my bands. question points to that control though. And like, is there, is she too good at this? Like, is is she <laughs> is too she, proficient? Is like, she pulling one over she us? Like, she's tricking us? Or just I get like, that. Just like I that want... it's too polished, too perfect, too... It, is is this what Rivers Cuomo always wished he made since Pinkerton? Like, I, he's like, fuck you, I'll give you a pop album. And she did it, and he probably hated that. Very technically sound and everything. Yeah, I mean, I guess that is kind of what I'm driving at. That, like, the, there is something raw and emotional about Black Is, and something just, like, I don't know, controlled and almost perfect about folklore that doesn't seem real. But it's, that's not an argument to me. I like I I don't know. We want I sort of things to be polished too, yeah. though. I don't. Think I sort yeah. Bad. I sort of think that Steven Spielberg is a better director than you know, like uh, Lars von Trier. You know, who just like goes or out Anarchy, there. Or Ryan. Yeah, just like throw shit at the wall and let's see what sticks. But I also think like but as much as we want to say this is polished, this was written, produced, like so in very quick time. It's not like right. she did you know, intentionally work on this for five years and perfect it and tweak it to exactly what audiences were going to like or... The Linkin Park style. They wrote like 80 drafts of each of their songs and he went, really, right. Linkin Park? And that's what you put out? <laughs> no, one, no one's moving on from this round to the next round if it's described as Linkin Park style. <laughs> like that's not. Because she did it so fast, it's, it's, it's admirable. It depends on like the type of story they're trying to tell though. Like this Taylor Swift couldn't album could have come out if it wasn't polished like it wouldn't have been such a strong album like if it was a like a seemed like a piece together indie album like it would not have hit like it does and if like black is came in like super polished like it seems like they spent a lot of time on it it would take away so much emotion from it so they're just they're doing two different stories yeah because one is more whimsical while one is like it may it brings you into that environment both are bringing you into environment but one is a peaceful calm let's go to this mansion and the other one is like we're fighting here i wonder what kind of crazy old white lady owned this place (laughs) yes even with that specific song like it's just that's taylor's version of angry because it's her loving this person this town hated and then that last verse saying and i'm that person you hate too fuck you i'll buy this house like she's never gonna sound angry angry but i really enjoy her version of anger on this album so does that, that mean one that- and mad woman both of them yeah mad woman is oh, great. fucking great song does like, that mean what? does this argument come down to like what we feel most woke about like or feminism versus per- racism yeah like <laughs> Is it going to be feminism versus like this 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 anthem to civil rights and what black people want? 
No, I think this conversation is going to be one on a deeper level, which is what did we emotionally respond to? I really do think that's what's going to carry it. And if Taylor Swift, but we're wins, six white people though. If Taylor Swift wins, it's not going to be a pyrrhic victory. I think it's going to win. I think she's going to win this contest because people legitimately what respond to it for me i think it is taylor swift's strongest album this is the only one that i would like go back to i've liked taylor swift but this seems the most like in tune to what she should be doing it just it was so flawless it seemed like she finally found what her anger and her sound like all in one where in a yeah. way i feel like everybody can connect to it like this just seems there's can, the she needs can i publicize my can can I publicize my anger or can I angerize my pop? You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. we had Red in 1989. I know, like I've listened to so many Taylor Swift albums <laughs> yeah, so you're much. A real Tayhead. Uh, but then she had that other one, the one where she had like the the hair rained Redemption? on. Redemption, which was Reputation. Sorry, Reputation. Was that the, the really bad like? Queer anthem she tried to do, right? No, that was the that other was, one. No, that's like yeah. Lover. Okay, she's had some foot. fucking stinkeroos in her career. I, yeah. she's had some Lover bad. was bad. Lover was but bad. I, Lover I had do some think good this songs <laughs> album wise, it was bad. Okay, mm, it didn't. I do. <laughs> I do think this album is the perfect mix of like, look, I'm a pop songstress, and I have some things to say, and I'm going to blend them all together instead of being one or the other. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I, I think, think it all comes together in this album. She's tried to say or express so many of the thoughts she's expressing in this album before, but I don't think she was mature enough at some of the times or had the songwriting skills some of the times or accepted the genre she needed mm. to be in to express that. Um, she always felt uncomfortable. Yes, I think she was she was always dipping her toes in pop but still relying on some yeah. of the storytelling elements of country genre. Right. It I was going to ask, do you think because of how she looks in her age, she was a country gal, and then the industry was like, you're a pop star, girl. And like, so do you think she, there was just a little of like, this jacket doesn't fit until this album? Absolutely. I think there was so much. And I, she talks about it all the time in these songs, too, of like, trying to keep people's attention is also trying to follow what people want from you. I mean, the uh, like the whole, you know, the circus left town, but I'm still on the trapeze trying to please you trying to make you watch me idea is very much encompassing how her career has you know gone and how she's grown and in the meantime i know that rise already lost and that sucks but black is is a lesser version of rise you know i do i do think that we saw salt get better in this year Mm -hmm. and black is came out first and then rise a few months later right and i do think that it sucks that rise lost but i think that black is is a uh, an album that goes all over the place. It's a it's a less controlled album. It's kind of sad I, that the one because Black Is is more celebratory, and it's kind of sad that that's like the the weaker of the of the two albums. If that's if that's I what people think, think. yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't either. I really enjoyed it. I I don't. I don't see it's all over the place as a like disadvantage, which normally it is, but it is still connected through like seventies black music. Like there right. is still. It's, still, you, it's just powerful. It's it, not like it's not it, disjointed. It has a unifying theme. So I don't know. This yeah, is what the, the title gives it away. Black is. And it's saying mm. this is our experience because through popular culture, we look at black tragedy all the time. And that's kind mm. of it. And so for them to be like, nope, it's fucking everything. Yeah. Is everything. The point. And to just bring home like it's powerful to be like we are still here, we're still fighting, and like to just celebrate how, like how strong like we are, like black is like it's I don't it's more powerful to be to yeah, like, be that gritty and that disjointed. It recalls off, the like come in. 
Yeah. It recalls like the biblical I am, like just the, mm-hmm. the, the very like assertion, you know, not, you know, and it recalls black is beautiful as well, but something about restricting it to just black is, you know, like that, that is like a really powerful title. Well, I guess it's not the title, but whatever it is, the, the commentary on the untitled nature of the album. Yeah, this is right. this is why I hate these shows is because uh, I don't know where it's gonna go and now we have to vote and like I don't know where it's gonna land. Isn't this awful? It is awful, <laughs> and we do have to vote. If we don't like the result gonna... of the vote, can we just uh, try to overturn it? It's yeah, very we'll tough. Storm Mike's house. No, <laughs> unless you guys wear cool Viking outfits. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Caitlin, oh yes, kick this vote off. Oh man. Uh, th- I have to go with uh, Taylor Swift. It's one of those albums that I think is a fully, uh, it's an album that I want to listen to, not just one song, but I want to listen to the whole album. And there's not, I feel like a lot of albums that do that. So it's Taylor Swift for me. (laughs) Ryan. (laughs) Rise is better. And I wish Rise moved on. And I think that it sucks that when you have two albums in the bracket, that one has to be lesser, but Rise is better. I'm, I'm going with Taylor Swift. Cassie. Uh, for me, like this Taylor album was, it was very good. It was the one that like really drew me into her. But for me, like I could tune out as well. Like it was comforting in how good it was where like black is, it kept you engaged with it in a different way. Like you weren't allowed to be passive about the listenings. And I personally, like that's what I'm, I just love, enjoyed this year. So I'm gonna go with that. Black is. Greg. Yeah, I I think I just there was something that kept me from engaging fully with the the Taylor Swift album and the the Black is just such a beautiful album and such a great experience and uh, I'm gonna go with Black is. I was gonna say Taylor Swift. She's not here to vote, <laughs> and that would she would have to recuse herself. <laughs> McKenna, uh, I you know I'm in complete agreement with Ryan here that Rise is the better Salt album and if that had been in the bracket it would have been a stronger contender but because of that it's Taylor Swift T Swift moves on but god damn it Salt you gave us two gifts the only podcast with the white people and their white friends (laughs) (laughs) that is the end of Round two. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to remember the words round and battle. And when we come back, <laughs> round three. Well, that is very, very funny or very sad. And perhaps now you have something to think about or very problematic. And perhaps we have something to think about. But in any event, I'm sure you have some reaction to what you're listening to. So why not check us out on the social media? You can go to Instagram or Twitter and find us at your pop filter email contacts at your pop filter hey everybody keep watching them movies. round three battle two because i am not ready for battle one yet nope that's fine producers are right it's fiona apple fetch the bolt cutters i love this fucking song Versus number four seed, Run the Jewels, RTJ4. These are two perennial pop filter favorites. This is why I was going to avoid that before the producer just went straight ahead with the script we agreed upon, which I understand. Yeah, you can't, you can't duck it. You got to confront it. I didn't want to. 
I'd rather go lady singer-songwriters. Man, hold on, Mike. Let me go to uh, the two-minute mark. Hang it up when you say sorry, didn't know. Probably got it. And they predict in prison population by who's going the lowest. And usually the lowest scores, the poorest, and they look like me. And every day on the evening news, they feed your fear for free. And you so numb, you watch the cops choke out a man like me. My voice Mike, is this the final round? I feel like this is the final round. Whoever wins yeah, this wins to this. Do this yet. This feels like the final round. Um, they so Run the Jewels released their album early because of what was going on in the real world. But to watch George Floyd and then two days later listen to this and be like, "Killer Mike, how did you know?" Uh, <laughs> shit. It, it is for so much of the album before this song. You're like, ah, eh, this is fun. This isn't that topical. I don't get why they said they had to release it now, and then they got to that part. It just felt like getting punched in the gut. Yeah, there's that line that gets like, you know, obviously that hit home so intensely, but also in that song they have like, it's something along the lines of never forget in the story of Jesus that the hero was killed by the state. Yeah, and then I feel like that's an underlooked <laughs> one, but also goes so fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why this is. Run the Jewels do not have the same effect that Public Enemy had in the eighties, and is it because it is it nerd white boy rap? You know, like I think it's there's too much that like we'll never have another Michael Jackson again. There's too much noise out there. Nobody can cut through. But if there was no internet, I think they would have that spot. Because be, what Public Enemy did was be protest music and be fun as hell. And Run the Jewels is the only artist, like, there's, there's, like, Immortal Technique is very protest music, but it's like, all right, I'll listen to this nine-minute rap ballad, <laughs> but this that. is heavy, man. Uh, and then there's, Oh, like, so there's you're the Bob stuff. Dylan of rapping, I guess. <laughs> but, but Run the Jewels splits that difference so perfectly. I, I love that, like, having, have, looking at their lineage back to Public Enemy, Ryan, is, is astute. I would give you a point if I could. <laughs> is it, uh, does it all factor into our decision-making skills that it's, uh, it's a very strong Fiona apple record and a, a less strong run the jewels um uh yeah for some of us for sure greg for some of <laughs> us for sure <laughs> also this run the jewels album contains the line something like uh i always thought of myself as like a bruce but now i'm starting to think of myself as more of a joker yeah we have a strict no joker policy yeah. on pop filter shows <laughs> yeah. yeah i learned the hard way if you bring joker up people will throw things yeah. at you <laughs> even if you're just trying to talk about like iconic Batman villains. Apparently, that he doesn't count anymore for that either. Just I think in the, to currently in this current political climate, hear Killer Mike be like, "I'm really more of a Joker." So, no, you're not. This, no, don't, don't please, say that. And, and in I fact, think he wrote that pre Joaquin Phoenix, though. He's more aligned with the uh, the the internet trend of everybody saying, "I'm the Joker, baby." Than Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix's "Call Me Joker." If you take this from like a musicality standpoint is where it also gets very hard because they are accidentally put together. Like they are full albums, both of them, and yeah. just like excellently produced. It's I, hard, nobody wants to say. No, I no, I I, I totally agree. I, I think it all comes down to poetry, right? Like this is mm-hmm. three poets sounding off. And also these three poets test me. You know, like yeah. I I don't like I don't like poets in general. And these three push the line. You tell me that every day, nerds. I know. <laughs> uh, but Run the Jewels, I think, push the line the most on this album of like, uh, too clever by half? Uh, what do you think? And so did Fiona Apple. You know, like, uh, there's a lot of lines like uh, that she sings here where like, okay, I bet, you, I bet you thought that was very cool when you wrote that down in your journal. But she never crosses a line, you know? Yeah, those it, are the darlings you should kill. 
If you're like, this is awesome, go back next week and be like, oh, this is cheesy as shit. But she always puts a drum beat behind it or something that like I, I disregard right away. How how do you feel when she dolphins out, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> or or the rest of the room. I thought uh, I thought Ryan's what I thought was interesting about that was that is like a literal Regina Spector move. Uh-huh. And I, I thought it was interesting because clearly Fiona Apple had a huge impact on Regina Spector. So to see it come like back where Fiona Apple is kind of like uh referencing Regina Spector in that way, which I assume was at least in there, even if she didn't intentionally do it, I thought was really yeah. cool because I love both those artists so much. Is this like a Beatles have to up uh upend the Beach Boys, Rolling Stones, Beatles? Like are they in this like trio of things where yeah fiona apple who's better (laughs) specter or apple honestly at this point i'd say regina specter already kind of peaked and already kind of like doesn't really do much new or interesting fiona apple every single album is new and interesting and regina specter had a bunch of cool moves but she kind of seems like she has tapped them too many times and i think that fiona apple's like special skill is saying like I'm going to go through my 15-year-old, the diary, the journal that I wrote when I was 15 years old, and and I'm going to keep what was good and throw away what was bad. And she wrote some good shit in there. And now we we get to hear it. I think it's good. Have uh, however many decades old sing about bullies in Shamika. Shamika was Again, right. In a lesser artist, somebody would be like eye rolling how how hard on the sleeve and dumb it is, and it's it's a fucking awesome. Oh, song. I remembered it. I begged to disagree, but begging disagrees with me. Yeah, that's that's a little too clever by half, Fiona. Settle down a little bit. <laughs> but still, kind All of right. fun. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Is it time to do it? Is it time to make the choice, Mike? Do this. Cassie, are we fetching the bolt cutters? Are we RTJing four? Man, for me, you can leave the bolt cutters there in this round. It's RTJ four for me. Fuck. Uh Uh-oh. Greg? Uh, Yeah, I I hate the optics of um, like the only black artists on the list getting voted off just three in a row, but I do have to be true to myself. Uh... Fiona Apple, this was the album that like made this year feel livable when it came out. And so I think And two of them are the same artists, so it's not that great. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Books. Uh this is this is really difficult and I think I do it is a little bit torn on like what's you know, what do we need and what was the best, but I do think just musically, lyrically, cohesively, Fiona Apple's album was just a bit better, and so it gets my vote. Caitlin? Um, I think this is an easy choice for me. It was Run the Jewels, <laughs> for sure. Um, I think it's the album that it needs to win it all. And Ryan, we are tied. Uh, I would say that uh, of the 2000s, so we're 20 and a half years into the 2000s, I... Uh, I would say that Fetch the Bolt Cutters is in the top five of that entire 20-year run. This is one of the greatest albums of all time. It's fucking Fiona Apple. Yeah, I think Greg called it early on in the segment of one of the artist's best album versus the other artist's worst album, yeah. <laughs> even if it's still a great album. Uh, it's hard. And that's when, like, in, in a vacuum, I, I know it hits hard this year, but, like, if we rewind or fast-forward 10 years... And so it's not as connected emotionally. It's which is the better artistry. Fetch the bolt cutters moves on. Round three, battle two, which I wanted to do first, but we did not, and that's fine. 
and everybody's going to be okay with it. I appreciate you're not even bringing it up. Yeah. No, yeah, we're not. Nobody's even talking about it. What a good host! Is your singer songwriters, uh, your number two seed, Phoebe Bridgers, Punisher, has been called the sad girls Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) If somebody just put this part on and went, that was Haim, don't you think you'd be like? That does kind of sound like him. She paints with a lot of colors. And she only wears a skeleton outfit, which I appreciate. (laughs) Versus your number three seed, and some call it Taylor Swift's sad album, Folklore. Taylor Swift released two albums this year. Only Folklore managed to track it. That's called vamping, folks. (laughs) (laughs) And that's motherfucking vamping. Now that's what I call vamping. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just Mike talking in between songs. <laughs> I would listen to that radio show. Yeah, only you, bud. Man, this song makes affairs sound so fucking terrible. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say dope. What? <laughs> I would love to have an affair. <laughs> you know what made a good argument for affairs? That show the affair. The idea that, like, the the... The fun moment of like the affair is like one second where you look at each other, and that the rest is like a betrayal of that. That everything you do no. from that point forward is just terrible and awful. Dang. It's the build up, it's the texting, which McDonald's are we going to meet at? <laughs> and then it's don't think about your other person, don't you shove that down, and then you come and then you go, oh no, this is all. <laughs> that's the bad part. <laughs> yeah, it just uh, it makes being young and attractive sound like no fun so because hard. you end up I'm so glad I never was <laughs> <laughs> Mike I have told you for six months straight that I think that uh, Punisher is the album to take down fetch the bolt cutters yes you have but this is Taylor Swift this is right, just yeah. end of argument <laughs> <laughs> I'm done somebody else talk now no this is like I think that her album is more Tay Tay than Phoebe Bridgers could ever dream that she could possibly be yeah, Phoebe Bridgers doing Tay Tay would be crazy. Crazy. <laughs> totally different than her Ryan. just natural sound. <laughs> Cassie? But I was willing to agree with Ryan when he left it off at uh, Phoebe Bridges was the one to take this all down. Because, like, for me, these are two beautiful albums, but there's one, it's going to be a little biased, but the string work in Phoebe Bridges' album is just insanely beautiful. It's, it's hard to beautiful. not, like, love it. So <laughs> it's biased, but the string work alone is going to make me, like, lean towards that one all string work and every album is pulling your strings and trying to manipulate you into thinking about their drama it's and all that's why does. ryan cries to snm <laughs> every time he listens to it symphony and metallica and the plain white tees let's be honest hey there delilah i Hi. think this phoebe bridgers album is gorgeous it's stunning it is the sad girl Taylor Swift, but that's also kind of a criticism it's it does leave on one note emotionally at times Mm-hmm. I don't get the critique or like the comparison. I don't think of Taylor Swift at no, all. No, I feel like you. It is sad. You. It's the bracket. Like the bracket made us compare them. What do you mean yeah. you don't get the no, comparison? No, no. <laughs> we, well, I know we have to do right now. But the internet mm-hmm. has called Phoebe Bridgers "Sad Girl Taylor Swift." I didn't make that. They up. sound the nothing alike, in my opinion. Their lyrics are not. Is it because they're women who sing? Like, yeah, is, is that, it just yeah. Women who write their own songs and sing them is what they are. <laughs> fucking internet and who are young or young-ish mm-hmm. 
because I know they're they're different ages. We yeah. we all know Taylor Swift, so I'm gonna do one more. Phoebe Bridgers. All right. I'm ready to vote. Is it? I, I don't think this is an argument I mean it to be where. Oh, shut up. I'm gonna live in your house up on the hill. She's, she's feeling every every word. Skinhead neighborhood goes missing. Skinhead neighborhood goes missing. Did they murder their neighbor? I think we yeah. talked about yeah. this already. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Do we already listen to the song? I just, no other no. part yeah. of that song mentions him. <laughs> mentions him. I just, I can't, I, I, I can't get over that. <laughs> she just, right at the beginning of the song, says, I killed a skinhead and buried in my garden. And then the rest is like all about other things. <laughs> Again. To repeat myself, that's how you should feel about skinheads. And that's not very much like Taylor Swift, right? <laughs> that's pretty Yeah, she thinks about skinheads a little too much, I think. It gets creepy. All right. Let's vote. Caitlin. Yes. Where are we going? Um, sticking with my girl Tay Swift. Oh yeah, you hate musing. I don't know what that means. I think Taylor Swift muses on her album. I don't think but... Phoebe Bridges is bad. I really think it's beautiful and great, but I do think Taylor Swift is better, so I that's where I stand. Greg. Oh, you know, neither one of these were my favorite albums, but they were both so popular. So obviously I'm the one who's wrong. But I, the one I really <laughs> like, I think, felt more emotionally resonant to me was the Phoebe Bridgers. And uh, I just, I, I don't know, maybe she's a newer voice. And so I felt more connected to it. No apologies needed. None given. You feel, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Cassie. Um, I, I love a girl who murders Phoebe Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. Uh, I think that this is a tough one, but I'm going to go with PB. You know who's Jay? You know who's Jelly? It's Taylor Swift. She's Jelly because Phoebe Bridges moves on. That's crazy because the first thing you said at the beginning of this segment was <laughs> screaming how Taylor Swift <laughs> takes this bit down. So that's so weird that you could say anything before we have to vote. Oh, yeah. No. Try to try to fucking map me out, Mike. Try to fucking predict what I will do. <laughs> try to use my words and predict where I'm going to go. I, I, I asked people their votes because I thought this was going a different way. But Ryan said one thing and I said the exact same opposite. Books, what are we doing? I, I think it's pretty obvious to everyone where I'm going with this. I do love Phoebe Bridges' album. We talked about albums we'll continue to listen to. That is one that will not leave my Spotify playlists, but it's Taylor Swift. All right. Because Ryan changed everything up, he's our Bernie Sanders. I didn't know it was going to happen. Phoebe Bridgers moves on, and we have now an unexpected final battle. We'll take a quick break. We come back. It all ends. <laughs> Weird meats in my butt. Your final battle of the evening of the bracket to decide the only album we're allowed to listen to from this year, 2020. <laughs> Will it be your number one seed, Fiona Apples? Chalk, chalk, chalk. Fetch the bolt cutters. The device I, about. I wasn't real. I thought being blacklisted would be grist for the mill. Until I realized, I realized 
She makes everything sound so interesting. Yeah. I grew up in the shoes they told me I could It's so crazy that her first big song is her pop music. Like, most people grow into criminals. And she went, I'm going to give them the fuck out of the way. Yeah. I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. Fetch those bolt cutters. I've been in here too long. Fetch those bolt cutters. Versus your number two seed, which I guess actually isn't that dramatic. Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> Punisher. It's just number one versus number two. Chalk, chalk, chalk. <laughs> well, I still, ha- I, I still had a good time with you guys, even though it was chalk. I enjoyed it. this. I, I don't think it got there like... in the chalkiest way possible. But no, some... yeah, there was, there's twists and turns. Something I love that you guys loved Barty Strange. Very I love that you guys loved Salt. But this sounds, this sounds like a. Wrapping up the night kind of song, you know? Yeah. Like, Please get out. I'm starting to clean, even though I'll do most of the cleaning tomorrow morning. <laughs> let's, all, let's all close our eyes and think about our favorite moments of the night and then get the fuck out. My favorite moment was when we killed my skinhead neighbor and we'll never talk about it again. <laughs> the one thing that's really nice is, is it feels like, you know, we all sort of like acquired Phoebe bridgers as like an artist now or maybe some yeah. of you yeah. listen to her but like no. it, she was just a name to me and now there is like there's more behind that and that's really cool she made it all the way to the finals and it took i am assuming it, it it's going to take one of the greatest albums like one of the greatest artists that we have to to, to beat her so that's pretty cool but yeah, like when i see her in an alleyway behind the studio after she's done with a con or like halfway through a concert I can go to hug her now, and she'll totally be fine with that. With me, like encroaching right on her and saying, "Like I love your music, I love your music." Yeah. You know, she- My history with Ryan post shows or studios with artists is they're totally fine with his energy. They don't <laughs> do a complete about face and walk the other way. <laughs> I think I as a general, too. I was also creepy. I don't want to <laughs> keep throwing Ryan under the bus. I've been told the producer <laughs> letting me know I've been a little mean to Ryan this show. <laughs> No, no, no. Keep on doing it and see what your tomorrow is like. <laughs> My tomorrow will be great. Is is this like, when it comes down to it, though, and Ryan, you kind of alluded to this, is this like almost one of the bigger slammy Ds of the, of the night? I think so. And uh, I did some research. Uh, so this is our third uh, album of the year show. And every single year, we have rewarded a single solo female uh, singer songwriter. So, okay. so we have a thing. <laughs> so, and, and now we have two left to battle that out. Like this is how it was always going to be: is one of these two single female songwriters. How is Fiona Apple both sort of like the one of the original, you know, female singer songwriters of at least like the '90s or whatever, and also still so relevant? Like, you know, think about like Tori Amos. Like, we don't have a 2020 Tori. Amos, oh, thank God. you know, <laughs> because she yeah, keeps but evolving. I, no yeah. Fiona Apple album sounds the same, and I think like what's interesting about this comparison is like we have two artists with the most incredible, like beautiful and almost like haunting voices, but we've got Fiona Apple saying, "What if my voice wasn't so beautiful right at this moment?" So you think <laughs> yeah. about the words, and that's Tori. New. Tori Amos's Tori Amos's last song was called "Pogs on Your Birkenstock," and like <laughs> this will be that, relevant forever. <laughs> that's not gonna cut it. <laughs> it, it's, it is it, like, and Fiona Apple has has that huge palette, right? Like on her last album, there was a secret la- song called Largo, and it's because she can often be like sad uh, and haunting, but Largo is just this fun ode 
to that weird arty comedy music theater in LA and it's just her hanging out there with all these people like she knows how to have fun and so she she can paint with those other colors of the wind I'm sorry I just gotta keep talking get myself out of there we're Phoebe Bridges here it, it really is sad and haunting mostly on this album nailed it I agree yeah. <laughs> thank you it was a good summarization you guys I, ever I, build a road while you're running down that road? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. It's it's playing uh what's it called? What's that game? Minecraft it's not Minecraft, it's uh was it what's the newer one? Animal Crossing? Doom More Fortnite. Fortnite. It's yeah. called Fortnite. And Is it just dance? Bu- you just build the bridge while you're uh talking. Uh Fiona Apple. Are we done? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day for some of us. <laughs> Oh, you guys, talking's getting harder. Books say something. Oh, vote. let's start. So let's start voting. Let's vote. I think okay, we all know yeah, how this is going. Let's do it. Um, and I'll vote right off the bat. I'm going with Fina Apple. I think she's an artist that just keeps getting better and better. Cassie. Oh, I might switch. Well, I'm I'm going to go against that. I like Phoebe Bridges. I I like the new, and I'm excited for what she'll bring as an artist. Now that I oh discovered my her. god, <laughs> you love that new new, Greg. Yeah, Fiona Apple for me. Like when one of your favorite artists releases what turns out to be one of your favorite albums ah, at at the worst possible time ever. <laughs> so thank you, Fiona Apple. Yeah, we had Fiona Apple and The Last Dance. That's yeah, how and Animal started. Crossing. It was like, that awesome. Was, like, yeah. That was all we had. <laughs> and Tiger King, I guess. What was that? Yeah, but, but whatever. Ba- like the Fiona Apple album never feels bad. Remember how like like you got like like five six of the way through Tiger King and it started mm-hmm. to feel really bad. Real bad. What am I doing? What am I people. doing? Caitlin, I'm going for Phoebe Bridgers. Okay, we are oh, neck and neck. Oh shit! What are you gonna do, baby? Uh, I'm going to go with the only 2020 album I own on vinyl. That's right. I have a record player. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of it. Push those glasses up. I have a vinyl edition of Fetch the Bolt Cutters. And yeah, I play that a lot. And it's definitely Fiona Apple is the album of the year. This was always only going to end one way <laughs> if Waxahachie went away immediately. And it is Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple is your album of the year. For I agree. Everybody, we are in the thick of it. Keep coming back and we'll keep giving it to you. Tune in for best TV comedy of the year and best TV drama of the year, all building up to a new season of Movie of the Year 2020. I want to thank Caitlin. I want to thank Greg. I want to thank Books. I want to thank Ryan. And most of all, I want to thank Cassie because she's the last name I said. <laughs> Until then, keep listening to those vinyls. I do own that on vinyl. Fiona Apple on vinyl. Yeah. 